Regis was appalled that I stopped petting her for a few <laughs> seconds. It's so pets are so funny. Like when I was over at uh, Glenn and Becky's with Jacqueline the other night. Yeah. Like Purse and Seb will just be like, they're both minding their own business. Nobody's paying attention to anything. And then all of a sudden, Purse just jumps off the couch, like all pissed off, like right at Seb. Like doesn't do anything, just kind of goes up and stops and they stare each other down. And then Purse just turns around and goes back to the couch. It's like, what What happened? What triggered those reactions in those pets, you know? There's a great tweet that this one guy I follow like put out where he's like, occasionally I will sneeze and my dog will look up at me and be like, oh, it's time to make noises with our mouths. And he'll just start barking for five minutes straight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there. And we are back, as always, to talk about some video games, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about some new video games, which, well, I guess this is like probably about a month later, which uh, I guess, real quick, we are recording this close to the 4th of July. It's 4th of July weekend, so if you do hear some fireworks in the background <laughs> throughout the episode, uh, we are in Chicago here recording, and it's probably inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, but yeah, I uh, picked up the new Mario Golf, which if you listen to uh, Mario Golf Super Rush and uh, if you uh, listen to our holiday episode, you'll know that I was super, super excited for this game. Like Mario Golf is one of my favorite franchises and they really I guess like I, I think I talked about this a little so I won't go too into it uh, on the holiday episode. But like um, I, I didn't really love the 3DS Mario Golf, which was the most recent one. And then they did uh, do like a uh, paid DLC that added a bunch of new courses. And that did kind of flesh it out to make it a more full package. And uh, with Mario Golf Super Rush, this is, again, the first thing they've done. And I was like, man, the Switch is probably my favorite console of all time to, you know, I know I'm hyperbolic all the time, but I mm-hmm. really I mean, it just has like every cool indie game almost from the last 10 years has been ported to it. Like it has all the first party Nintendo stuff. It's, it really has like almost everything. It's got the online super Nintendo stuff and NES like it, you know what I mean? It like, I, I get so much joy out of playing this thing, you know, yeah. and I play it all the time. So it really is like probably my favorite console. And I was like, now you're going to add one of my favorite franchises to that console. And it like, a, it's <sighs> perfect, perfect fit. Oh, and, Oh my God. I am so mad about this game. And I don't know if mad's the right word. Disappointed. It just disappointed is the right word. Yeah. But it is such, it's so different in like the subtlest ways, but that, that make no sense. Like every decision was either a dumb decision, in my opinion, or a decision that was like strictly made to accommodate this new speed mode of golfing, which to be fair, I haven't even tried. I've only played the regular golf, but the, they've changed the mechanics so much. And I, I, I'm, I, will, I will admit, yeah, this isn't a review on like the whole game, I guess. But like I the golf mechanics so like in the old. So f- to, for starters, every character you pick, there's no more like, oh, this character has a straight arrow shot. This character has a draw. This character has a fade. Every character just hits a straight down the middle shot. Hmm. And it's it, your draw and fade is only affected by your timing of your your shot lining it up. 
And now instead of having a uh, horizontal bar at the bottom of the screen where you kind of line up your shot where it scrolls, you hit it, hit A once to start the meter, you you know, your typical golf meter, yeah. uh, you uh, hit A once to start the meter, hit it again to stop it for your power, and then hit it again as it comes back to line up the, uh, like line up the accuracy of your shot essentially. Mm-hmm. And then in the old games, it would even have like a red bar underneath where if you hit outside of that red bar, you would like totally shank the shot. Yeah, or and slice. like duff yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like just duff it like way off to the side, out of bounds or something. Like if you totally whiffed. Yeah. That's com- they remove that completely. You can't whiff shots at all. The meter is now horizontal on the side, which is no big deal. That's just a stylistic thing. But then it goes up once and then. As it and then it go, it doesn't come back down. It goes up again with a new meter that has this huge, like smeared trail behind it, so you can't see how to line it up. And then you have to line it up at the top, and it's it's just the jankiest setup. And then we're, I'm just gonna rant here, because um, like, so when you're aiming your shot, when you're lining up your shot, you don't even see anymore. Like you know how you could see like kind of the whole trail, like the invisible kind of dotted line. Yeah. Where it'd be like, oh, your shot's gonna hit the tree over here. It turns red. Like you don't see that anymore. There's just like a tiny little one like coming off of your club, and that's all you can see. And then they don't even show the slope like of where your shot is gonna land. Mm-hmm. Like you only see the slope of the ground that you're standing on, which is basically useless. And then unless you're putting. Um, it's it just every decision makes no sense, and I have to think that this was all done to accommodate golfing faster and like not duffing shots and like you got to keep moving. We're racing. We're playing speed speed rush, mm-hmm. and I I'm just so sad about the golf because like so even the way that you can like there isn't even a button. You know how you could like press I don't know whatever the whatever button you would press where it kind of like zoom up the path of like your shot and then it would show where it's going to land and that's where you kind of tweak your shot yeah uh, where you want to aim it you can't do that anymore you can do this like overhead view that zooms way out overhead and you can zoom up but where it starts like every time it starts out way like from outer space and then you got to zoom down and it's like it's so far out where like you just see like sometimes half the screen is just black because there's nothing over there. It's just out of bounds course. Hmm. Like it's just because all the courses are like because it's a speed rush mode, they're all like interconnected. Like the whole course is like on one connected ground of land. Like Oh, so when you zoom out, you're seeing like the entire all the holes not not fully when you do the lineup shot but like when you do pick the course yeah you can see all the holes and you can definitely see like on the very first course it's very easy like it's smaller course you can easily just hit shots in like other fairways if you want to like wherever you want it's like almost more strategical to do that in some cases but they even they got rid of power shots like before you would get six power shots per round Mm -hmm. and like if you lined it up perfect like if you got full power and lined it up perfect you would actually get to it wouldn't use that power so it was like kind of like a little extra strategy of like oh can i get away with like every par five can i use my power shots and stuff they don't have that anymore um just every mechanic around the golf which is what i really loved about these games i i will say the putting i still got my putting touch like uh, that translated pretty well but i so i didn't finish the thought of like so where you would where you'd press the button it would kind of zoom up your shot and then where you tweak where you're aiming like for your drive or whatever uh lining it up to hit it down the fairway let's say 
like now you can press like the shoulder buttons to do like a binoculars view yeah. or kind of like a viewfinder kind of thing. And it's it's kind of cool. It even has like gyro controls if you don't turn them off where you can kind of like line up and aim and then you can even press it again and it'll like zoom up even further. And then so when you do that, it will show the slope and you can pull back. But then when you're in that view, you can't adjust where you're aiming. You can only press a button that will let you aim at where you're looking. But you can't change where you've looked like you've just you look and then you set where you've looked and you zoom in and then you can go aim here. And then when you aim there, it like zooms back to your character and you're like, where the hell was I aiming? You don't even know if it changed. You're like, wait, did did that work? Did that button press register? Because it doesn't like show your character like shifting or anything. You just go back to the screen and you're like, I, I just don't. It feels it feels really rushed, you know, not to be cheesy because the game is called Super Rush, but like it really it feels like the the courses are really empty, like barren wastelands like they like the, they all feel like desert courses. It's really ugly. Like I, I actually just watched this video that somebody posted in our discord the other day about uh, Wii Sports Golf. Yeah. And it looked better than this. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. The characters look great, but the trees and stuff. And, like, the grass just looked terrible. And then the golf ball is, like, the size of a goddamn softball. Like, it's just, and it's, it's just, it just, it just sucks, man. <laughs> I hate this game. And I, I really, I've tried, I've sat down, I played, like, two courses. I've, like, rage quit a few times, like, just mid-game, just like, fuck this, no. And then I'm like, no, it's Mario Golf. It's got to be good. And I keep playing. I've unlocked all the courses now. I do need to try speed mode. And they have said they're going to add more free courses and stuff. But, like, I'm so not into the mechanics that I'm just not feeling it. I'm really disappointed. But, again, that is for what I want because I did hear a lot of people saying that this new mode of, like, where you get to play as your me character is mm. kind of like the RPG, you know, that people have been wanting. So, like, yeah, in a lighter I, sense. That's what but I'm I don't, most curious about, honestly. But I don't want to play as my me, man. I want to play as Mario. And I like the fun was kind of like picking, finding your character. And like, I don't like they don't even have tournaments in this game. I, they, I'm guessing they'll probably do online things like they did with Mario Tennis Aces. And I know we talked about Mario Tennis Aces on the podcast, I think, a long time ago. I know we've definitely oh, yeah. discussed it amongst ourselves. Um, but that game, I, I know we were kind of, I guess, uh, different on that, on different ends on that one. Cause I loved that game and I do, the story mode was terrible, but again, I'm here for the, the game itself, you know, and, uh, I actually got really into the, um, kind of more arcadey version of like essentially what this speed mode is trying to inject into Mario golf. Like I was kind of like, Hey, if they're kind of taking the same logic or same mindset that they, you know, went and tackled and approached uh, Mario Tennis with with Mario Golf. This could be awesome. And again, to be fair, I haven't tried it, but I'm not that pumped to try it because <laughs> the mechanics aren't that fun. And they're, I don't know, again, maybe it is that expectation of wanting it to be the comfort thing that I wanted because I love it so much and wanting it to be like just pick up and play and I get it immediately. And it's just, I don't know, it just feels so unintuitive to play. And That's... again, that might that might come from having so much muscle memory with the games but that's that's honestly like exactly what my reaction to like aces was where it's like you know i have this expectation of like you know uh, like mario tennis on 64 was like a huge comfort game for me like i really liked how that controlled and that that was fun but like yeah i i didn't like the 
changes that they made in aces and like yeah the story mode really was underwhelming oh yeah like, that was terrible i'll, I'll admit that and it, it was fun like i enjoyed it but like overall like it was not the game that i expected it to be and like that was disappointing and like i played aces through a couple of like the updates like they they're still doing updates there are still okay, stuff, nice like, <laughs> content coming out so like i don't doubt that they'll be putting out like new courses and new characters or stuff like or just like silly tournaments where like you can get a new outfit for your character right if you compete or if you rank in the top hundred or something yeah right and i'm all about that like that would be fun that would be fun i I could see myself getting into that potentially right but yeah like if if they've changed so much of the core gameplay like that it feels strange or unfamiliar like yeah that's it may be a good game, but it's not the game that you're expecting, and that's just kind of a disappointment. And it's hard yeah, to get over that disappointment. It it really is. I like I said, I've I've like three or four different times. Like uh, I think Zandan said in the Discord, like you can't can't fault you for not trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you keep you keep going at it, you keep giving it a shot. And I was like, I finally unlocked the last course. I haven't played Bowser's uh, Castle, which is you know there's lava you know all over the course, but like there's so. They're just so bland. There's like nothing. And again, I don't know if that's to accommodate like having room for everyone to run around on the speed course. But that's my that's really my main fear and why it like as much as I loved Mario Tennis Aces, I did have to be in a very specific mood to be like, like I want to play like a fighting game almost yeah. like I'm, I want to be like in the zone like these rallies go on if you play someone equally matched to you like they can go it was on forever rough. yeah yeah and it's like you gotta so that's where i was like i don't know if i'm ever gonna be in that mode for playing mario golf yeah because the whole thing i like about it is like oh i just want to throw on a podcast or whatever it is and just i just want to chill out and and play mario golf in the morning while i sip on my coffee like it it's yep. like the it's what i wanted and it, it it hasn't quite been there i'm not giving up just yet but I am pretty disappointed in the in the overall package, and I'm hoping that they can add. I hope they add some kind of like legacy control option, you know, where it's like this is the old school controls. But I don't have a lot of faith that stuff like that's going to happen. I think it's going to be more like course updates, characters. But they do have some odd characters, like King Babam is one of the characters yeah, you can play as. I saw as. that as like Charge and Chuck, also a character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Pauline, it's like a, a relatively limited cast. Like you don't have like Birdo and like some of the other classic characters from, uh, you know, the typical like Mario Golf, Mario Not Party yet. franchises, but. Yeah, it's eh, a little disappointing, but literally now that we're just talking about it, I was like, I should pl- I should play some more. Make um, a me that looks like your go to character and then just play like a, a me version of Mario. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just need to make like a goofy me character. That's yeah. fun to because I just have this like dopey version of me that I made when I had my Wii U and I just keep <laughs> using that version of my me. And it's mm-hmm. it doesn't get me excited to hit the links. But uh. But yeah, I think we could probably move on from my Mario Golf despair and uh, end the episode. Let's wash that out of our mouths and get into some good games here. And uh, I know uh, I, I've just started playing this recently. So now that I've finally purchased, you know, I, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast, but we do have a Steam curator page. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only way to to acquire the ability to make one of those is you have to have spent at least five dollars on Steam. <laughs> and I uh had never bought anything on Steam before. I just, uh, you know, I think I've mentioned before, I was always like a 
P- I never played PC. I always played console games, and then I went into playing console or uh, P- I keep switching it up. But I went into kind of dipping into PC games when that itchio bundle for racial justice and equality came out because it was just like, oh, all of a sudden I have a PC game library that yeah. of mostly games that will actually run on my you know halfway decent laptop. You know, it's not like the most demanding games for the most part. It's mostly smaller indie things, and uh. Yeah, I wasn't uh so yeah, I wasn't playing a ton of PC games and uh until that Itchio bundle and then I, you know, since I had to spend a little bit of money on Steam, I picked up I actually bought one thing for 4.99 and it the tax didn't register for nope. so we didn't quite hit the <laughs> of curator. Not. And then I bought that Snake RX game to get over the hump and then there was a Steam summer sale recently and everybody was like, "I'm buying this, I'm buying this, I'm buying this." And I was like, "Okay." I saw Snake uh, unlike Snake RX, Snake Birds was also on sale for half off. So I picked up that and I picked up another game. I already forgot what it was. <laughs> but uh but I've been playing a ton of Snake Birds. Uh, although when I say a ton, that means I've spent a ton of time. I have not gotten very far because this game is so hard. Yeah. The puzzle. It is like a you know a side on kind of grid based puzzler uh, with a with gravity involved. I guess like in the sense that like you're you're moving your snake bird. You know, it, and it works kind of like uh, any arcade snake game would, where you have to eat all the fruit on a level, and as you eat the fruit your your snake bird will extend its length by one tile essentially and then you know you just have to kind of weave your way around the levels without falling off the ledge into the water you're usually on these like little islands and uh the gravity like as long as one piece of your snake bird is touching solid ground or another snake bird as you get further into the levels um where they add in multiples that you have to swap between like as long as one of that's touching, like, you, you know, it's it's not like there's no physics involved, essentially. It's, it's, like it's as long Tetris as, gravity. It, exactly. Exactly. So it's I, again, I, I don't even other than some of the side like bonus levels I've unlocked off to the side that have had multiple snake birds, which I have not been able to complete <laughs> or even have any semblance of an idea of what to do. Um, I've only experienced levels with single snake birds. And I think I'm only on maybe the fifth or sixth level. I don't really understand because it was like it started at level zero, went to like one, two, three, four, and then it went to like six and then 10 and then like 21. So I don't don't really understand the level (laughs) progression, but I'm moving along on like the world map. It's got like a really clean, like bright, cheery style. It's got like a great you can actually even turn on like the grid so you can see like, you know, if you just want that assistance to like, I'm going to let me just look at this a little differently you know maybe mm-hmm. it'll open up my third eye and f- help me figure out this puzzle but it is like one you're of those- moving one g- tile at a time so you can probably plan out like okay my snake bird is like four segments long and like uh, that means i have like three movements while i can still be on this square and not be falling down from gravity right right and it's a lot of like going like going out and then coming back around like going out off the island to give yourself room to come back around before, you know, it's, it's really, really tricky, but it's one of those great puzzle games where it's like you, you quit it and then you keep thinking about it in your head. And then like you come back to it and you're like, it, not that you necessarily figured it out in your head, but you just come back to it fresh and feeling like, yeah, I I got this. And then you will like tackle it from a different angle. And you know, it's just, it's one of those games that really, again, I've, I've have not made it very far at all. Um, but I'm just like, I'm constantly thinking about it and it doesn't, it's just such a pleasant 
game that like just staring at the screen and like it's not that frustrating and you can you can zoom in zoom out it looks like some of the levels like later on might get pretty large um like even like that one side level it had three snake birds on it and like Mm -hmm. when you zoomed way out it was like whoa like I, i was like how the hell do you get you just have to eat all the fruit on a stage then a portal opens up and you have to get through the portal and man i don't know <laughs> i don't know how tough this game is gonna get but i do think there is i forget what it's called now but there is like another version of Snakebird that came out that is actually like an easier set of levels and it's like a half price of what the normal game is i, f- I forget what the name of it is but i think it's supposed to be more of like a tutorial mm. or i might have that backwards where this version is the tutorial and this other one is like even, even, <laughs> even harder, harder which i I can't imagine like I, I'd be really curious. This is a game I'd love to see DJ play because I'm always baffled oh, by it's how the same I, for like as Baba as you like. Yeah, it's yeah. that kind of brain like it's really I mean, it's obviously you're not like coding within the game, but like you really m- many of the puzzles I solve. I am shocked that like that's the angle that I attacked it from. I'm like, really? Yeah, I can't believe I had to like do like those three things like you really have to. It's not just about maneuvering through the like little tunnels and and channels and the you know kind of carved out through the islands. It really is about like positioning yourself before you go into those tunnels and caverns and like positioning yourself so that you don't land on the spikes. Like forming like a kind of like upward T or L shape so that like when you fall, your head smashes onto the ground and like you're just one tile above the spikes with your tail. Like it's. Oh, it's so good. And it's like so fluidly smooth. You can play like either with a mouse or with a keyboard and whatever or with controller. It's got like the instant like just rewind button where you just, you know, instant one click and it just goes back one move at a time. Nice. Um, You can just pause and reset the game. It's And if you do fall off the island or whatever into the water, it just spawns you right where the last spot that you moved from. So it's like you don't get penalized for it's not like, oh, start the level over. Um, although sometimes again, it, it is better to just be like, wait a sec. I think I've like twisted this snake bird around so many times that maybe I need to see it where it originally started again before. Like, I think I may have like worked myself into a position where I can't actually beat it from here, but I'm trying to figure it out and maybe I just need to reset it. But yeah, it's a, just so clean and it's a game that's been around for quite a while. I've, oh, I've yeah. wanted to play it. I can't remember where I heard of it originally. It was like on another podcast, probably idle thumbs or something, but um, but it's one that like just always piqued my interest and because it was, I think only available on steam at the time, I think it's on mobile and stuff too, but, um, and I didn't buy any games on steam. I didn't, I didn't, didn't have it. So now that it was on sale for like three fifty, like an absolute steal. Oh yeah. Um, and it's one that, uh, you said you haven't played it right, John. You've just like kind of, Oh seen yeah. It's it been on the same. It's been on my radar for years and I was like, Oh yeah. Every like video or clip I'm like, yep, that looks like exactly right up my alley. And that's a me game puzzle game. Yeah. But yeah, yeah uh, like we didn't plan it, but that is honestly like just a, a perfect comparison for yes. one of the games that I've been playing, which is, uh, perfect. I've been going into, uh, Cultisti uh, catalog as yes, uh, fave dev on this podcast as Kevin's oh, yeah. brought up their games multiple times, like probably like three or four different times on the podcast, probably oh, more yeah. than I've mentioned any like one specific developer. I think I don't know, definitely you've got, not. You've got your I've got Matt, your Matt Ugg, Uggs, I've got uh, Grails, your Daniel Linsons. Yeah, got, they're 
those are the trio. Like, well, for what Matt Ugg, Coltisti, and Daniel Linson are the only three developers that have individual playlists on our YouTube channel because I've checked out so many of their games and like, okay, I've I've like played a dozen of your games. I probably can just make a playlist out of these. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just top notch, and I'm glad you're digging in deeper. And these are even newer games since last time I talked about Coltisti stuff. Like, they just crank them out. Yeah, and in particular, I've been I played through. Uh, wire cat uh cats and wires cats and cats and wires yeah cats and wires god uh (laughs) just played i just played it today there's Uh, too many games there's so many games but uh it is a a a similar puzzle platformer like that has kind of snake mechanics with the wires where you are a person who's trying to get back your 20 cats that have fallen through a portal (laughs) i forgot Uh, about that cute opening cutscene. it's great but yeah it's it's amazing it's a wazd like uh platformer where the up button uh, or like arrow keys is a your jump and then i i played arrow keys and z and x Uh, that's my go-to like keyboard setup on these games yeah and same. uh in the first couple levels like you're just you know platforming and getting like a tutorial like just from the level design and then it introduces wires which you will have that will have an end point and a start point and either z or x will like switch between moving one one of them one of the points and you can swap between the two and make sure that they start at one node and end at another node and the wire that goes that you can spread between those two nodes uh becomes a platform that your character can jump and move across so like a lot of the levels are you know and oh yeah every time that you are moving a wire time freezes yes and your character will like freeze in midair so it's a yes. lot of like jumping and then snaking the wire around you and like creating you a, a new platform that you can then jump off and then move to a new area and like it was such a perfect progression of like there's uh, right from the get-go it's like you had 20 cats and uh, there's like yep Here's One 20 single level. screen levels. Yep. And I'm like, all right, I got 20 levels of this. And the progression of like the increased complexity from each level was so perfect. Like that, like the it's puzzle pitch platforming perfect. was. Yeah. The level design and the, like, you, like you mentioned the way it just kind of tutorializes you through the levels, even, oh, yeah. even to some degree, like almost through the level names. Cause yes. like each single screen level, I think the first time you have to utilize that like freezing time mechanic. Well, in midair, I think the stage is called uh, jump rope. Yes. So it kind of like gives you that hint of like, if you're stuck, you're kind of like, what haven't I tried yet? And then your jump rope, it might give you that little nudge, like kind of like VVV, VVV has yes. like each screen has yeah. like its own name. Exactly. It kind of had that vibe to it. And again, this is another, I don't know how long the game jam was, but this is, a, I think it was the mini jam. So it was like a 72 hour game. So to like to, or either 72 or 48 hours to be able to put something together that has like this level of polish, this level of like again like the the way the level progression works like that's the thing you hear about in game jams all the time is like the difficulty curve is just way out of balance because you don't have you just made the mechanics work and then you're like that's all we had time to do you know um where this is like a whole game i mean again if you just made more levels for this and not, not that i need more levels i'm totally happy with what i played but like if there was like if this was like 
I just feel like a ton of these like single screen platformers are like, here's a hundred levels, you know, mm-hmm. that's an easy game that I would buy on any platform. You know, it's, it, it's just crazy that this is just like, oh, here's something I made over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and so the, good. And the aesthetic too is like, I'm really glad. Cause I think the, the last time or the first time that, uh, we talked about cultisti games together, John, where it wasn't just me raving about it. it was when we talked about underneath from the, uh, Ludum Dar game jam. Yep. And, uh, that was, a like a collaboration project between them, uh, human is red and Sulo doing the soundtrack. And I love that game. Love, love, love that game. But it's probably not the best introduction to cultisti's work. Cause they do like, they have this very cohesive style to their games and even yes. presentation, like the opening cutscenes that kind of like there's almost like just a few like comic panels that kind of explain the situation. Like, again, even if it's just like a simple like arcade game, like uh, we're going to talk about another one, uh, Cog Owl, that uh, is their most recent game. Mm-hmm. And this is another like just single screen arcade game where it's just this is more like you're chasing a high scores. It's not level based. And you basically just have this owl that has three flaps that are like you have to refill them. You have like these three containers or whatever you want to call them on the bottom that like every time you collect the cogs or whatever they are that are floating around on the screen um, that refills your jumps or your flaps or whatever. And they they don't like disappear over time or anything. And it's just high score chasing. Like it's pretty simple game. And over time, I think like after you collect about 30 of those cogs, and there's just spikes yep. on the bottom of the ground. Um, so if you if you run out of flaps and you hit the ground, you're done. But then after you collect like about 30 of those cogs or these things that are floating around, these like just different platforms just like on like hanging from chains or whatever, just start flying across the screen at a you know pretty slow pace and whatnot. They're not like going crazy. And it's really nice, like, because the screen itself is kind of like the playable area is kind of boxed in, mm-hmm. but you can see the like platforms that are coming kind of off, off coming screen, off the yeah. screen first. And like, the I don't know, I just I really love how addictive this was. This was a really fun one. Like we were hanging out in the bug cord, uh, the dev dwarf discord, mm-hmm. and everyone was like hooked on this game and like, oh, I just got 160. Oh, I just got that. Like we were just oh, sharing scores Lord. back and forth. And I, well, I got 212. Okay. And, uh, I was proud of my 40. So <laughs> I got 212 and I, uh, Coltisti, uh, told me that that was the highest that they had heard. That doesn't mean I have the highest out there. Cause you mm-hmm. know, there's always someone, but oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the highest score that they had heard of. So, and we yeah. even got like, there's unlockable pallets and everything. And we even got a pallet in the game. Like dev dwarf did as well. A bunch of it. Like they were asking for ideas basically. And, uh, Zandan, who we mention all the time on the podcast too, like was like, give it a try, Kev. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Why not? And then, uh, yeah, we got the pursuing cogs palette, which is really cool. It's got just like a purpley tint. It look, it's pretty similar to actually the main palette. Um, which I felt kind of bad. I kind of jocked uh, Coltisti's style there a little bit. But uh, but yeah, I, I really just got super addicted to this game. Like it's, I don't know, it's just so simple. And I love how Coltisti has this like range of ability to make all different types of games that still, again, have this this like cohesive nature to them because we've talked about puzzle platformers we've talked about like in the past we've talked about like straight up like arcade shoot 'em ups uh we've talked about i don't know just all sorts of different types of games from them and then i know oh and i've, I've talked before about lonely people potion shop and i know john you spent a little bit of time digging into that which was part of that uh care package bundle that we talked about yeah uh, when i first mentioned the, uh this game 
and that yeah like I, I when i played underneath i knew like from hearing you describe like games like lonely people lonely people potion shop um <laughs> it is a tongue twister that is a little bit uh, but like i was like yeah i know that this is uh that underneath is very different from the other game so like even if like you know i'm not a huge action platformer person like i knew that there were like a bunch of games that I did want to try. And yeah, as soon as I booted it up, I was like, yep, no, this is such like a charming game that like is way more my speed, like literally because yeah. it's, yeah. <laughs> it is like slow, slow everything down for a minute. Yeah. But yeah, but then like, yeah, I played, uh, cog owl and like, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not a huge arcade person, but that was still like really rewarding and addictive. Like, I was playing like I played a, f- a few rounds where I was like, you know, just figuring out the mechanics. And then like as soon as I hit like 30 and like those platforms start coming in from the side, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a whole new mechanic being introduced. And that was just exciting. That felt good. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And those and those don't take like uh, like when you you when you hit the platforms, they don't kill you. They just kind of like you can't flap for a know, second, a second or yeah. you have like a cooldown or whatever mm-hmm. um but it's all you sometimes like have to do it on purpose almost like hey i'm not gonna be able to avoid this i gotta choose which Where one i'm gonna, gonna hit, hit so yeah. that i can make sure i can recover in time to make a flap so it again for just like this simple little arcade game like it's super addictive and and yeah lonely people potion shop is just like this like cozy hug of a game almost oh yeah like I don't know. I it, it's very much not my style of game, you know. But again, because it was from Cultisti, it was like I gotta, I gotta give this a try. Like I just, it just looks so charming, and it's just so fun to see those cocktails you whip up <laughs> uh, in person, I guess, or you know, like digitized or whatever. I don't know. There's su- just such cool art styles. I, I just love everything they do. Um, and there's uh, like we've said before on the podcast, there is a plethora of uh, cultisti games to dig through and even zines and stuff like that. Like they've just put out stuff constantly on their itch.io page. So we'll make sure to to have a link to that like we always do. But we'll specifically link to their like homepage because it, it's a treasure trove of of greatness. Yeah. So but uh, I don't know anything else we want to gab about tonight, John, or good to call it an evening. I think that's all I got. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, as always, you can find us on the Internet at uh, PursuingPixels.com. We're on uh, YouTube. We're not doing Twitch a ton these days, but we're still there every now and then. We're hanging out a bunch in the Discord. We've actually had a bunch of new members joining. Uh, Been pretty active lately, so come on in. Tons of people sharing their stuff. So, like, yeah, come in if you got some, like, a project you want to, you know, let other people know about. We've been seeing a bunch of cool, cool things in the works. So, um, yeah, come hang out. Come say hey. And uh, until next week, we will uh, catch you then. Take care. Bye. How are you doing this? He's like, I need to hire you for marketing. I was like, dude, I just, I was like, I, all I did was post a blabber t- uh, t- clip and that's all I, all you need to do, man. Nice. Um, but it was pretty funny, but yeah, it's, it's cool to like, it's weird how, how much you're like, man, we post stuff constantly. I feel we're like, how can anyone know, not know that we have a discord and then you just mention it and people are like, Oh man, no idea. You had a discord. I mean, yeah, nobody. It's so you just got to remind people. It's not like I see every tweet from everyone that goes out. So exactly. And I know you said that we haven't been on Twitch, but do you want me to come over and stream? Yeah, dude, I'm down if you want to, if you want to. Yeah. I was just saying, I I know I haven't been doing it lately because I've just like, I've even been, I think I've mentioned a few times, like I've been gravitating towards trying to figure out a way to do like streaming on Discord just because like 
to me, that almost feels like less pressure, like of just like it just seems like on Twitch, people expect you to like have a schedule and really. Oh, yeah. Inter- I'm just like, I don't have that in me. Like, I, I can't be on at specific times. Exactly. 